You're in tune to the meeting of the Inner Circle, and this is Adama thanking you again for being right where you are in this now moment of eternity. As I bathed in the sun Tuesday, Monday and Tuesday, and looked out from the balcony from the hotel that we were in at Myrtle Beach, and I saw how the sun glistened over the ocean, and how beautiful it was, and how warm it was and I had this memory these memories of all of these ones whose lives touched mine at some point who are no longer present in this life and I began to really just think about family members friends those who were in this community who all left too soon and then thinking about all of the other ones And from where I stood over the ocean and looked down at the people, the people seemed so small. And I have a picture of three of my sisters that I was with in the grill. And I was on the shore and they were in the water and I was photographing the sun going down. And the three of them in that picture looked like little birds. The oceans are so massive and we are so small. But as small as we are, when we are completely harmonized in a reverence and an honor and a respect and a love of life, that love that we reflect and that love that we radiate, it begins to change things. It is a frequency and energy that can purify air and water because we are held in nothing but absolute and supreme intelligence. And as these points of absolute and supreme intelligence, when we are rightly aligned in the reverence and the honor and respect that allows us to be in harmony with it, then we literally have power. And the power to recreate ourselves is a gift indeed. The power to heal ourselves. The power to clean the waters and really be in harmony with life itself is ours. And so I'm asking that on behalf of the lineages that we represent, on behalf of all of the hands, all of the hearts, all of the spirits that have touched ours, those who gave us greater joy and delight and rejoicing in our lives, those who urged us to a greater discipline, those who allowed us to see ourselves more clearly, those who have benefited us, And some faces I remembered and I did not remember their names. And to be in a place where you're remembered, not for the violations that you created. So many ones can call Hitler's name or Mussolini's names or any of these violators. We can remember them. And their names are probably spoken every day by somebody. But what we have the opportunity to do is to be remembered. As generations, as a generation who cared to raise completely up on behalf of the wholeness of the whole world. Our realizing that the real eye is one eye, one absolute and supreme intelligence that sees through every eye. That puts us in a place, in a space where we can be completely renewed. Because we are renewing, we are enhancing, we are enriching, we are in a place where we have that kind of influence and effect in the world. Do you really want to be remembered for being the generation that killed more children than ever before? 
Do you want to be remembered and have it written upon the pages of time that our generation was the one who committed suicide more than any other generation? Do we want to be remembered as the ones who created more sickness, illness, and disease than ever before in the history of man and mankind? There are those who are on the wrong side of history. They're on the wrong side of life because life is an everlasting reality. It is beginningless, endless, infinite, and eternal. And I'm wanting you to really be thoughtful and mindful and considerate about the substance and the quality of your own being, the substance and quality of your life, in terms of who you really are and what you are really here to give. Because the propaganda of us having more freedom in the world than everybody else, us being the strongest nation in the world, the most powerful nation in the world, all of this is lies and illusion and delusion. You understand, our strength as a nation is not based upon us being able to kill more people than anybody else. Our strength in this nation is not because uh, we are so advanced in our thinking and the quality of our thought that we are literally on the front line and the forerunners of reversing all illness, sickness, and disease. Our strength in this nation is just foolishness. It's, it's just a lie. It's just a complete, absolute lie because we are not the strongest nation in the world. We have the greatest degree of incarcerated ones. We have more incarcerated ones than any other nation in the world. You understand? So how could you be that strong and that powerful when you incarcerate and you criminalize more people than every other nation in the world? That you literally are more criminal than all other nations in the world. But then you go throughout the world perpetuating as if you have the light and the wisdom with which to dictate to other ones how they should be operating. We're in a now moment of eternity that requires us to really understand that our standing in life cannot be by virtue of the government's orientation. We have to stand by virtue of that which allows us to stand the intelligence of our being directly. And being in a place where we care to stand correctly, absolutely, without fear and despair, understanding that we are creating. And where you have people who are already devastated within themselves, they will create more devastation. And this is why we have to really want to be healed and to know that you cannot be healed where you will not be cleansed. And the cleansing spiritually has to take place in your affirming the truth of yourself as this point of an absolute and supreme intelligence because the lie that has been perpetuated globally is that we're supposed to be dying. And there are so many ones who are now on a conversation about health and wellness, but health and wellness when you have 50, 60 years of accumulation and contraindication of nitrates, nitrites, BHA, BHT, preservatives, hormones, antibiotics, and other uh, environmental chemicals and, and pharmaceuticals and whatnot, the conversation cannot just be about health and wellness. It has to be about how do we intensify our intention towards being realigned in the integrity of who we are as these points of an absolute and supreme intelligence, because this is the only right response to being under a global initiative that is depopulation and genocide. And where the politic, the, the, the politicians, the politicians, 
<laughs> the politricksters are not really speaking to the issues of the health and wellness of the people or the liberation of the people or, you know, changing the way that the system operates. But the system would operate better if the people were changing their orientation and exalting a full life's urge. And it doesn't matter where the people are or who they work for. Everybody will benefit when each individual one is concerned about being a whole being, when each individual one is concerned about being well within themselves, where each individual one will reach for life, will reach for that which allows them to be cleared and cleansed, where each individual one, regardless of what they've done in their past, will accept the infinite possibilities of what they can do with the rest of their lives if they will be, be wholeheartedly committed to living, wholeheartedly committed to loving, wholeheartedly committed to forgiving, wholeheartedly co committed to honoring and exalting the right of all beings and the right of all ones to have the right to their lives. And America is not in a position to dictate to the rest of the world how to live when they are the perpetuators of sickness, illness, disease, and death as popular and common activity, collective learning and education, and the path of prosperity which is delusion because there is no prosperity. When you are killing people, there is no prosperity in sickness, illness, and disease. And so you have to raise completely up. It will be to the best interest of everybody on the planet for everybody on the planet to raise completely up by no longer supporting the violation of other beings and then feeding off of their carcasses. See, they've made being in violation of the laws of existence seem like it's your right, it's, it's your will, and it's your right to choose. And people will say, well, God gave me free will. I say, well, no, the intelligence of existence gave you so much of itself, and it gave you absolute laws. And the absolute law is love, and you can't be loving and killing at the same time. You can't be loving and feeding off the flesh of that which has been killed and truly be integritous with the honor and the laws, which is why we have the sickness. And we have so many good people. I come from good people, good people who ate flesh and alcohol and cigarettes and died as a result of it. And we cannot even name, we can't, we can't name all of the ones, nor can we account for all of the ones who have died from flesh eating, alcohol drinking, cigarette smoking, tobacco smoking, as well as all of those who were killed. But you, do you realize that more people are dying from smoking cigarettes than all of the wars that America has engaged in, and it's still legal. And I'm just saying is that there's something wrong when we feel as though we have the right to perpetuate that which undermines the cellular functioning of people and that the people themselves feel like they have the right to be killing themselves. Because those ones, as men, the progenitor of lineages, and women, the perpetuator of lineages, who feel entitled to kill themselves will also be killing their children, whether it's secondhand smoke, whether it's feeding their babies little uh, ground-up turkey and ground-up chicken and the Gerber bottles of food that's been sitting on the shelf for you don't know how long. You understand? And us coming to a point in place where we're seeing all of this illness that's coming as a result of the inoculations, the vaccinations, the autism. We never had autism like this. And if we can't have a conversation about what are the issues governing and surrounding our continuation in existence, then we are not an intelligent people. To be so foolhardy and fully participatory in that which disqualifies you from being continued in existence. And so our knowing and caring to change 
the frequency and energy of our daily activity so that we are exalting a full life's urge. We're coming to that point of consistency where we do nothing to undermine ourselves. And that's how every other being operates. From the tiniest tiny to the biggest, most awesome creature within the oceans or on land, nothing lives to kill itself. Everything exalts a full life's urge. They know their food. They excrete their waste. They know their kind. They perpetuate themselves. And the only reason we as the ascendants and descendants of humanity or humankind are not doing that is because our behavior has been modified because this is a result of the artificial colors, the artificial flavors, the preservatives, and all of this. So when Hitler's regime was overturned, the American government gave his scientists asylum in the United States, and they are the perpetuators of the artificial chemicals and colorings and things that are in your food that gives your french fries uniformity of taste, that gives your orange juice a uniformity uniformity of taste, regardless of what crop of oranges they were. You understand, all of this is chemical, okay? But the nature of these chemicals is that they modify our behavior so that we are no longer exalting a full life's urge. So that we're in a place and space where we're argue that we have the right to be killing ourselves and our children as opposed to being in a place and space where we know that we're out of order and that we need to be realigned with the order of existence in exalting our lives and loving our lives and honoring our lives and, or, and honoring all of life itself. So that when you go onto YouTube and, and you put in Adama Speaks and you listen to Adama Speaks on the Holocaust that is happening now, I'm speaking to the issues of 20 billion creatures being annihilated and then served to you as food. And no matter how you look at it, ain't nothing right about it. You understand? I mean, really. Why? Because you say, oh, well, it tastes good. But you're tasting seasonings. All right. If you're a carnivore in truth, then you would have the teeth. That would put you in a position, not only would you have the, ch the teeth, you would have the strength in your legs and your calves and your feet and your arms and your hands. You would have the strength to literally run these animals down, jump on their back and take a big plug out of their neck if you were a real carnivore, a flesh eater. That's what you would do. And most of you can't hardly get across a fence talking about running down animals to, to eat their flesh. I'm just saying, we got to really understand that you, as a humanity of people, have to come to a point and place where you care to function in alignment with the order of your being directly. If you care to be healthy, if you care to understand how to reverse these issues, and I'm saying from AIDS to zits, you don't have to continue to have it. All right? And so you say, oh, well... You know, God wanted us to eat that meat. That's how come he raised up such a ones that raised the animals and have genetically modified them so that they're docile and they're passive so that they don't respond appropriately to being under siege, under captivity, because they do nothing to defend themselves. And this is the nature of the animals that you're eating is those who are docile, those who can't defend themselves, those who will not charge and kill for being violated. That's the kind of people you are turning into is a docile people, a people who are unable to respond correctly and directly to being under siege. So when you look at the nature of animals, that which we have come to understand through our socialization and, and culture, you know, culture is that what is the nature of a chicken for you all to be such chicken eaters? 
into saying, well, I just eat fish and chicken. No, you eat more than that. But as much chicken as you eat, what is the problem with you? Is that your chicken? Fearful, doubtful. You understand? You're always sitting back and won't do anything. You're chicken. That's what chicken means, right? You understand? So thank goodness that the that the youth are trying to come forward and not be as chicken, but the chicken heartedness of you. I'm just saying is that when your life is at stake, you need to not be chicken, sweetheart. And what about the pig? So when you look at how eating pigs transfers into the humans, not just from the disease state, and to know that people who are eating pork, these people are some of the meanest people on the planet because they got all of this acidity, all of these worms and organisms burying in their brain and whatnot, and it makes them really just not feel good. They cuss you out, they'll kill you, they'll do all kinds of things to you. But the other aspect of the character of piggishness, what is that, pigs, being uh, like keeping a pigsty filthy, Filthy, hoggish, gluttonous. You understand? So I'm just saying is that we have to begin to look at the characteristics that we inherit when we eating all of these animals. So they call this day Turkey Day. Poor babies. Poor turkeys. I feel so sorry for them. So what does it mean? You jive turkey. You turkey. <laughs> you understand? I'm just saying y'all eating all this turkey. And what does it mean? What does it really amount to? Can you walk in the integrity of who you are as this point of an absolute and supreme intelligence being turkeyish and chickenish and, and piggish and hoggish? I don't think so. No, that's not what we see. Then by the time you pour tobacco, I mean, alcohol down your throats and then smoke cigarettes and, and reefer and all these other things on top of the rot. And of pigs and the rot of turkeys and the rot of chickens and the proliferation of the maggots and the worms and the organisms and the parasites that are already in this meat. Now, y'all got to think about this. And I know I have to speak to it because you are not getting this kind of conversation with pretty much anybody else because they want y'all to be anesthetized and inebriated and intoxicated into the warm and fuzzy feeling of the hell of days. You understand? So you're in a hell of a days. Forgetting that we are moving into winter and this is a very solemn and a very sacred period of the year in which the sun is going down or what they refer to as the descent. You understand? So that we are in a place of what they call the crucifixion because the sun is in truth the light of this world. And as we're moving into the winter solstice, we're coming into that point and place where we should be digging deep within ourselves to heal ourselves, to clear and cleanse ourselves, to be whole and to come to a point and place where we are praying and we are in discipline and reverence and respect, not out partying and getting drunk and hitting the strip clubs and all of this stuff because these people have said it's a hell, it's a holiday. It's not a holiday. They've got you in a hell of days. And from this period, through the new frequency of 2017 in January. So this whole period, the majority of the people are going to be eating more than ever before, spending more, you understand, and not being as disciplined, not being as mindful, not being as prayerful, not understanding the sacredness of this season, not by virtue of somebody dressing up in red suits and talking about uh, 
Merry Christmas and all of that. We're in a place and space where we have to understand the sacredness of existence with each and every breath and every beat of our heart and on behalf of every being directly. Because the churches have put us in a place where we think that humanity has the right to dominate and desecrate and violate other beings because we were given dominion. You understand? But how could you have dominion when you don't have a clue as to how things function, as to how the laws really work, which put us in a position where we don't have dominion over ourselves, over our own lusts and passions and appetites, so that we, by the time you add all of the rot of all of these beings in your system, as well as the alcohol and the tobacco and the artificial colors and the artificial flavors and the sugars and the flower products and whatnot, not only are you creating disease, the cancer, the heart disease, the MS, the Parkinson's, the Alzheimer's, the dementia, you are literally out of control. You're not able to control yourself. Therefore, you come under the auspices of other ones to try to control you, and they themselves are not in order. They have no light and love and wisdom and truth with which to be able to properly guide you or properly inspire you or correct you. They have the intention to penalize you, to undermine you, to put you in a position where you're locked up over here and you don't have access to to filtered water. You don't have access to real food. You've got all this land on the compound where you're incarcerated and you are not permitted to grow food. And then you're hired as slaves on behalf of the artificial fish industry, on behalf of Victoria's Secret, on behalf of the uniforms for the postal workers and the uniforms for the military, for furniture. You understand where all of these corporations are prospering from slave labor through the penal industrial complex. And then when they get out, they cannot go and work for these companies. Some of them are even, were doing airplane reservations. You understand, I'm just saying, is that the whole system that profits, thinks that they're profiting and prospering off of the violation, the annihilation, the incarceration, the subjugation, the domination, the violation of other wants. There is no prosperity. And at the end of it, you would have been killed. You would die because that is the path of death. And I'm the one to remind you that this is not the will of existence or the will of God. It is the way of the satanic forces the Luciferian entities and the corporate deities of death. And where we may have not been aware that this is who it is, even though we had all of our comic strips and all of our cartoons and all of our books and our fairy tales, everything had a protagonist and an antagonist. Everybody saw that the play between good and evil and we would all root for the good. Now we all have to stand on behalf of the good. We have to stand on behalf of the whole. We have to stand on behalf of the light. We can only stand when we do that. Otherwise, a house divided against itself is definitely scheduled for a fall. You're in tune to WRFG Atlanta. And we're at 
And so I can see us treating our bodies to even a greater degree of conscientiousness than we treat our cars. I can see us coming to a point in place where we are having that real talk with ourselves and we are asking and knocking and praying to be delivered from the addictions and the things that are undermining our health and our well-being. I can see us becoming ever more intensely intentional in doing that which is going to facilitate our cleansing and our healing so that we are having a greater impact and influence in the lives of our children and our family members. I can see us coming to a point in place where all of our talents, skills, and abilities are completely committed and consecrated towards exalting light and life and wisdom and truth. I can see us becoming restored as a humanity of people that we are no longer being in a place where we feel entitled to be drunk and incarcerated, incarceratable, to be compromising with the integrity of your being as who you are as a child of a absolute and supreme intelligence that has been given a spirit that is given a body that is your temple and it is within your temple that you have the experience of God that you are able to commune with that which you refer to as God that you are able to meditate and reflect and be introspective and res- and respectful of the truth of who and what you really are as divinity personified, if you would care to be divine, whole, loving, creative, kind, forgiving, knowing, resourceful, faithful. And fully immersed in the reality of dwelling in the presence of this absolute and supreme intelligence that is absolute and supreme. And knowing that as you are consciously cultivating the wealth of yourself, that you are consciously creating the cellular liberation so that your cells are not overladen and burdened with toxins and acidity and parasites and organisms and worms and bacteria and viruses that undermine your immune system. And to know that the infinity of possibilities is there available to us to create and to bring into existence whatever is needed. That's how intelligent the intelligence of existence is. So intelligent that it knows how to perpetuate itself so intelligent that it does nothing to undermine itself so intelligent that it has gifted itself to absolutely everything and everyone all at the same time and everything is intelligent enough to serve the purposes of life
You're in tune to the meeting of the Inner Circle, and this is Adama thanking you again for being right where you are in this now moment of eternity. As I bathed in the sun Tuesday, Monday and Tuesday, and looked out from the balcony from the hotel that we were in at Myrtle Beach, and I saw how the sun glistened over the ocean and how beautiful it was and how warm it was. And I had this memory, these memories of all of these ones whose lives touched mine at some point, who are no longer present in this life. And I began to really just think about family members, friends, those who were in this community, who all left too soon. And then thinking about all of the other ones. And from where I stood over the ocean and looked down at the people, the people seemed so small. And I have a picture of three of my sisters that I was with in the grill. And I was on the shore and they were in the water and I was photographing the sun going down. And the three of them in that picture looked like little birds. The oceans are so massive, and we are so small. But as small as we are, when we are completely harmonized in a reverence and an honor and a respect and a love of life, that love that we reflect and that love that we radiate, it begins to change things. It is a frequency and energy that can purify air and water because we are held in nothing but absolute and supreme intelligence. And as these points of absolute and supreme intelligence, when we are rightly aligned in the reverence and the honor and the respect that allows us to be in harmony with it, then we literally have power. And the power to recreate ourselves is a gift indeed. The power to heal ourselves. The power to clean the waters and really be in harmony with life itself is ours. And so I'm asking that on behalf of the lineages that we represent, on behalf of all of the hands, all of the hearts, all of the spirits that have touched ours, those who gave us greater joy and delight and rejoicing in our lives, those who urged us to a greater discipline, those who allowed us to see ourselves more clearly, those who have benefited us, And some faces I remembered and I did not remember their names. And to be in a place where you're remembered, not for the violations that you created. So many ones can call Hitler's name or Mussolini's names or any of these violators. We can remember them. And their names are probably spoken every day by somebody. But what we have the opportunity to do is to be remembered. As generations, as a generation who care to raise completely up on behalf of the wholeness of the whole world, our realizing that the real eye is one eye, one absolute and supreme intelligence that sees through every eye, that puts us in a place and a space where we can be completely renewed because we are renewing, we are enhancing, we are enriching, we are in a place where we have that kind of influence and effect in the world. Do you really want to be remembered for being the generation that killed more children than ever before? 
Do you want to be remembered and have it written upon the pages of time that our generation was the one who committed suicide more than any other generation? Do we want to be remembered as the ones who created more sickness, illness, and disease than ever before in the history of man and mankind? There are those who are on the wrong side of history. They're on the wrong side of life because life is an everlasting reality. It is beginningless, endless, infinite, and eternal. And I'm wanting you to really be thoughtful and mindful and considerate about the substance and the quality of your own being, the substance and quality of your life in terms of who you really are and what you are really here to give. Because the propaganda of us having more freedom in the world and of everybody else, us being the strongest nation in the world, the most powerful nation in the world, all of this is lies and illusion and delusion. You understand, our strength as a nation is not based upon us being able to kill more people than anybody else. Our strength in this nation is not because uh, we are so advanced in our thinking and the quality of our thought that we are literally on the front line and the forerunners of reversing all illness, sickness, and disease. Our strength in this nation is just foolishness. It's, it's just a lie. It's just a complete, absolute lie because we are not the strongest nation in the world. We have the greatest degree of incarcerated ones. We have more incarcerated ones than any other nation in the world. You understand? So how could you be that strong and that powerful when you incarcerate and you criminalize more people than every other nation in the world? That you literally are more criminal than all other nations in the world. But then you go throughout the world perpetuating as if you have the light and the wisdom with which to dictate to other ones how they should be operating. We're in a now moment of eternity that requires us to really understand that our standing in life cannot be by virtue of the government's orientation. We have to stand by virtue of that which allows us to stand, the intelligence of our being directly. And being in a place where we care to stand correctly, absolutely, without fear and despair, understanding that we are creating. And where you have people who are already devastated within themselves, they will create more devastation. And this is why we have to really want to be healed and to know that you cannot be healed where you will not be cleansed. And the cleansing spiritually has to take place in your affirming the truth of yourself as this point of an absolute and supreme intelligence because the lie that has been perpetuated globally is that we're supposed to be dying. And there are so many ones who are now on a conversation about health and wellness, but health and wellness when you have 50, 60 years of accumulation and contraindication of nitrates, nitrites, BHA, BHT, preservatives, hormones, antibiotics, and other uh, environmental chemicals and, and pharmaceuticals and whatnot, the conversation cannot just be about health and wellness. It has to be about how do we intensify our intention towards being realigned in the integrity of who we are as these points of an absolute and supreme intelligence, because this is the only right response to being under a global initiative that is depopulation and genocide. And where the politic the, the politicians the politicians, 
the politricksters are not really speaking to the issues of the health and wellness of the people or the liberation of the people or, you know, changing the way the system operates. But the system would operate better if the people were changing their orientation and exalting a full life's urge. And it doesn't matter where the people are or who they work for. Everybody will benefit when each individual one is concerned about being a whole being, when each individual one is concerned about being well within themselves, where each individual one will reach for life, will reach for that which allows them to be cleared and cleansed, where each individual one, regardless of what they've done in their past, will accept the infinite possibilities of what they can do with the rest of their lives if they will be be wholeheartedly committed to living, wholeheartedly committed to loving, wholeheartedly committed to forgiving, wholeheartedly committed to honoring and exalting the right of all beings and the right of all ones to have the right to their lives. And America is not in a position to dictate to the rest of the world how to live when they are the perpetuators of sickness, illness, disease, and death as popular and common activity, collective learning and education, and the path of prosperity which is delusion because there is no prosperity. When you are killing people, there is no prosperity in sickness, illness, and disease. And so you have to raise completely up. It will be to the best interest of everybody on the planet for everybody on the planet to raise completely up by no longer supporting the violation of other beings and then feeding off of their carcasses. See, they've made being in violation of the laws of existence seem like it's your right, it's it's your will, and it's your right to choose. And people will say, well, God gave me free will. I say, well, no, the intelligence of existence gave you so much of itself, and it gave you absolute laws. And the absolute law is love, and you can't be loving and killing at the same time. You can't be loving and feeding off the flesh of that which has been killed and truly be integritous with the honor and the laws, which is why we have the sickness. And we have so many good people. I come from good people, good people who ate flesh and alcohol and cigarettes and died as a result of it. And we cannot even name, we can't, we can't name all of the ones, nor can we account for all of the ones who have died from flesh eating, alcohol drinking, cigarette smoking, tobacco smoking, as well as all of those who were killed. But you, do you realize that more people are dying from smoking cigarettes than all of the wars that America has engaged in, and it's still legal. And I'm just saying is that there's something wrong when we feel as though we have the right to perpetuate that which undermines the cellular functioning of people and that the people themselves feel like they have the right to be killing themselves. Because those ones, as men, the progenitor of lineages, and women, the perpetuator of lineages, who feel entitled to kill themselves will also be killing their children, whether it's secondhand smoke, whether it's feeding their babies little uh, ground-up turkey and ground-up chicken and the Gerber bottles of food that's been sitting on the shelf for you don't know how long. You understand? And us coming to a point in place where we're seeing all of this illness that's coming as a result of the inoculations, the vaccinations, the autism. We never had autism like this. And if we can't have a conversation about what are the issues governing and surrounding our continuation in existence, then we are not an intelligent people. To be so foolhardy and fully participatory in that which disqualifies you from being continued in existence. And so our knowing and caring to change 
the frequency and energy of our daily activity so that we are exalting a full life's urge. We're coming to that point of consistency where we do nothing to undermine ourselves. And that's how every other being operates. From the tiniest tiny to the biggest, most awesome creature within the oceans or on land, nothing lives to kill itself. Everything exalts a full life's urge. They know their food. They excrete their waste. They know their kind. They perpetuate themselves. And the only reason we as the ascendants and descendants of humanity or humankind are not doing that is because our behavior has been modified because this is the result of the artificial colors, the artificial flavors, the preservatives, and all of this. So when Hitler's regime was overturned, the American government gave his scientists asylum in the United States, and they are the perpetuators of the artificial chemicals and colorings and things that are in your food that gives your french fries uniformity of taste, that gives your orange juice a uniformity of taste, regardless of what crop of oranges they were. You understand, all of this is chemical, okay? But the nature of these chemicals is that they modify our behavior so that we are no longer exalting a full life's urge. So that we're in a place and space where we argue that we have the right to be killing ourselves and our children as opposed to being in a place and space where we know that we're out of order and that we need to be realigned with the order of existence in exalting our lives and loving our lives and honoring our lives and, or, and honoring all of life itself. So that when you go onto YouTube and, and you put in Adama Speaks and you listen to Adama Speaks on the Holocaust that is happening now, I'm speaking to the issues of 20 billion creatures being annihilated and then served to you as food. And no matter how you look at it, ain't nothing right about it. You understand? I mean, really. Why? Because you say, oh, well, it tastes good. But you're tasting seasonings. All right. If you are a carnivore in truth, then you would have the teeth. That would put you in a position, not only would you have the, ch the teeth, you would have the strength in your legs and your calves and your feet and your arms and your hands. You would have the strength to literally run these animals down, jump on their back and take a big plug out of their neck if you were a real carnivore, a flesh eater. That's what you would do. And most of you can hardly get across a fence talking about running down animals to, to eat their flesh. I'm just saying, we got to really understand that you, as a humanity of people, have to come to a point and place where you care to function in alignment with the order of your being directly. If you care to be healthy, if you care to understand how to reverse these issues, and I'm saying from AIDS to zits, you don't have to continue to have it. All right? And so you say, oh, well... You know, God wanted us to eat that meat. That's how come he raised up such a ones that raised the animals and have genetically modified them so that they're docile and they're passive so that they don't respond appropriately to being under siege, under captivity, because they do nothing to defend themselves. And this is the nature of the animals that you're eating is those who are docile, those who can't defend themselves, those who will not charge and kill for being violated. That's the kind of people you are turning into is a docile people, a people who are unable to respond correctly and directly to being under siege. So when you look at the nature of animals, that which we have come to understand through our socialization and, and culture, you know, culture is that what is the nature of a chicken for you all to be such chicken eaters? 
Indy's saying, well, I just eat fish and chicken. No, you eat more than that. But as much chicken as you eat, what is the problem with you? Is that you're a chicken, fearful, doubtful. You understand? You're always sitting back and won't do anything. You're chicken. That's what chicken means, right? You understand? So thank goodness that the that the youth are trying to come forward and not be as chicken, but the chicken heartedness of you. I'm just saying is that when your life is at stake, you need to not be chicken, sweetheart. And what about the pig? So when you look at how eating pigs transfers into the humans, not just from the disease state, and to know that people who are eating pork, these people are some of the meanest people on the planet because they got all of this acidity, all of these worms and organisms bearing in their brain and whatnot. And it makes them really just not feel good. They cuss you out. They'll kill you. They'll do all kinds of things to you. But the other aspect of the character of piggishness, what is that? Pigs being uh, like keeping a pigsty filthy, filthy, hoggish gluttonous you understand so I'm just saying is that we have to begin to look at the characteristics that we inherit when we eating all of these animals so they call this day turkey day poor babies poor turkeys I feel so sorry for them so what does it mean you jive turkey you turkey you understand I'm just saying y'all eating all this turkey and what does it mean what does it really amount to can you walk in the integrity of who you are as this point of an absolute and supreme intelligence being turkeyish and chickenish and, and piggish and hoggish? I don't think so. No, that's not what we see. Then by the time you pour tobacco, I mean, alcohol down your throats and then smoke cigarettes and, and reefer and all these other things on top of the rot. And of pigs and the rot of turkeys and the rot of chickens and the proliferation of the maggots and the worms and the organisms and the parasites that are already in this meat. Now, y'all got to think about this. And I know I have to speak to it because you are not getting this kind of conversation with pretty much anybody else because they want y'all to be anesthetized and inebriated and intoxicated into the warm and fuzzy feeling of the hell of days. You understand? So you're in a hell of a days. Forgetting that we are moving into winter and this is a very solemn and a very sacred period of the year in which the sun is going down or what they refer to as the descent. You understand? So that we are in a place of what they call the crucifixion because the sun is in truth the light of this world. And as we're moving into the winter solstice, we're coming into that point and place where we should be digging deep within ourselves to heal ourselves, to clear and cleanse ourselves, to be whole and to come to a point and place where we are praying and we are in discipline and reverence and respect, not out partying and getting drunk and hitting the strip clubs and all of this stuff because these people have said it's a hell, it's a holiday. It's not a holiday. They've got you in a hell of days. And from this period, through the new frequency of 2017 in January. So this whole period, the majority of the people are going to be eating more than ever before, spending more, you understand, and not being as disciplined, not being as mindful, not being as prayerful, not understanding the sacredness of this season, not by virtue of somebody dressing up in red suits and talking about uh, 
Merry Christmas and all of that, we're in a place and space where we have to understand the sacredness of existence with each and every breath and every beat of our heart and on behalf of every being directly. Because the churches have put us in a place where we think that humanity has the right to dominate and desecrate and violate other beings because we were given dominion. You understand? But how could you have dominion when you don't have a clue as to how things function, as to how the laws really work, which put us in a position where we don't have dominion over ourselves, over our own lusts and passions and appetites, so that we, by the time you add all of the rot of all of these beings in your system, as well as the alcohol and the tobacco and the artificial colors and the artificial flavors and the sugars and the flower products and whatnot. Not only are you creating disease, the cancer, the heart disease, the MS, the Parkinson's, the Alzheimer's, the dementia, you are literally out of control. You're not able to control yourself. Therefore, you come under the auspices of other ones to try to control you and they themselves are not in order. They have no light and love and wisdom and truth with which to be able to properly guide you or properly inspire you or correct you. They have the intention to penalize you, to undermine you, to put you in a position where you're locked up over here and you don't have access to, to filtered water. You don't have access to real food. You've got all this land on the compound where you're incarcerated and you are not permitted to grow food. And then you're hired as slaves on behalf of the artificial fish industry on behalf of Victoria's Secret or on behalf of the uniforms for the postal workers and the uniforms for the military, for furniture. You understand where all of these corporations are prospering from slave labor through the penal industrial complex. And then when they get out, they cannot go and work for these companies. Some of them are even, we're doing airplane reservations. You understand, I'm just saying is that the whole system that profits, thinks that they're profiting and prospering off of the violation, the annihilation, the incarceration, the subjugation, the domination, the violation of other ones. There is no prosperity. And at the end of it, you would have been killed. You would die because that is the path of death. And I'm the one to remind you that this is not the will of existence or the will of God. It is the way of the satanic forces the Luciferian entities and the corporate deities of death. And where we may have not been aware that this is who it is, even though we had all of our comic strips and all of our cartoons and all of our books and our fairy tales, everything had a protagonist and an antagonist. Everybody saw that the play between good and evil and we would all root for the good now we all have to stand on behalf of the good. We have to stand on behalf of the whole. We have to stand on behalf of the light. We can only stand when we do that. Otherwise, a house divided against itself is definitely scheduled for a fall. You're in tune to WRFG Atlanta. And we're at 
And so I can see us treating our bodies to even a greater degree of conscientiousness than we treat our cars. I can see us coming to a point in place where we are having that real talk with ourselves and we are asking and knocking and praying to be delivered from the addictions and the things that are undermining our health and our well-being. I can see us becoming ever more intensely intentional in doing that which is going to facilitate our cleansing and our healing so that we are having a greater impact and influence in the lives of our children and our family members. I can see us coming to a point in place where all of our talent, skills, and abilities are completely committed and consecrated towards exalting light and life and wisdom and truth. I can see us becoming restored as a humanity of people that we are no longer being in a place where we feel entitled to be drunk and incarcerated, incarceratable, to be compromising with the integrity of your being as who you are as a child of a absolute and supreme intelligence that has been given a spirit that is given a body that is your temple and it is within your temple that you have the experience of God that you are able to commune with that which you refer to as God that you are able to meditate and reflect and be introspective and and respectful of the truth of who and what you really are as divinity personified, if you would care to be divine, whole, loving, creative, kind, forgiving, knowing, resourceful, faithful. And fully immersed in the reality of dwelling in the presence of this absolute and supreme intelligence that is absolute and supreme. And knowing that as you are consciously cultivating the wealth of yourself, that you are consciously creating the cellular liberation so that your cells are not overladen and burdened with toxins and acidity and parasites and organisms and worms and bacteria and viruses that undermine your immune system. And to know that the infinity of possibilities is there available to us to create and to bring into existence whatever is needed. That's how intelligent the intelligence of existence is. So intelligent that it knows how to perpetuate itself so intelligent that it does nothing to undermine itself so intelligent that it has gifted itself to absolutely everything and everyone all at the same time and everything is intelligent enough to serve the purposes of life 